clearly my husband's lucky I'm still tight as a nun's cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, there's our intro for sure. Welcome to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast, bringing you the latest from the greatest in the adult entertainment industry. Naked and caffeinated and ready to go. Here are your hosts, Jay Copita and Thomas Scav Helen. Hey everybody and welcome back to Porn and Coffee. My name is Thomas. I am from Bowtie Digital, but with us from the other side of the Atlantic Ocean, I believe, uh, in the state where you can say that the cattle population is estimated to be near 16 million. We have Jay Copida in Texas from WhyNot.com. Thank you. How are you, Jay? Good. You know, I think you might have pulled that number right out of your ass, but that's okay. You know, that's a thing now in America lately. We have a leader who pulls everything out of his ass. It's numbers. It's made up on the spot. <laughs> well, you know, 74% of all statistics are made up on the fly, so it worked out. Uh, so, yeah, yeah today... We've, uh, we've got, a, of course, our, another very special guest, someone who I've wanted to bring onto the show for quite some time, but just she sort of took a back seat to the industry over the last year or so. She's been busy. Yeah, she's been very busy, a lot of personal stuff, but you know, I think today's going to be a great episode. And of course, the person I speak of is Joe Merlone, founder of Kiwi Sourcing and, you know, industry journey woman, so to speak. She's been around for longer than me. We're going to find out, you know, just what she's been up to and what she's got going on. Over 20 years in the industry, that is amazing. It's like she created the industry. It's like the industry was nothing before she came, right? <laughs> so, yeah. That's how it is. Before we bring her on, we're going to listen to our sponsors. And you know what? They sound a little bit like uh, this. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites and nudaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, rev share, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. Okay. We're back. We have a guest that why we haven't had her on this show earlier is kind of beyond me. But then again, she has kind of uh, taken a little bit of a backstage pass over the last year or so. And uh, yes, the person I speak of is the lovely, wonderful, and talented Joe Merlone, the founder. <laughs> and she's giving me a jerk off uh, look right now on uh, video screen. If you guys could see this, you'd be laughing like I am right now. But yeah, Joe Merlone, she's founded Kiwi Sourcing. She's been in the industry for many years. 15 years. 20. 20 years. Yeah. 20 years. Jesus, what were you, 12 when you started? I mean, come on. <laughs> we have a Kiwi Girl on with us today and very excited. And you know, when Kiwi is in the room, anything is possible. Shit can happen. So, uh, so here we go. Ready for this roller coaster ride, are you? Yeah, I'm ready. Hey, thanks, uh, you guys, for having me on. It's uh, definitely nerve-wracking. <laughs> I'm used to just kind of playing shit by ear, but both of you are going to grill me, and uh, this could be interesting. Absolutely. Tell us then, like 20 years ago, how did you start in the industry? How did you get involved in this thing? Um, the irony, 20 years ago, I came to America to meet a guy that I had met on the internet. Ooh. Yeah. 
What 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 sites? Uh, no, no, there were no sites, no dating sites or anything like that back then. It was uh, what is it? Mick? IRC. I IRC. Some IRC chat. ASL, and he was like America, and you're like I'm coming. Yeah, well, um, actually, at the time, I was saving money. I was working in casinos, and I was saving money to go to Canada and uh, meet up with a friend and travel Europe. But this internet thing came about, and I got talking to a couple of guys online, and I thought it was amazing. I was all of 19, and um, decided to change my trip and came to the U.S. and met one guy in particular who um, eventually became my husband, ironically. But uh, while I was here on that first trip to the U.S., obviously he knew about the internet because that's how we met on IRC, and uh, I caught him masturbating. Uh. <laughs> To, to half an image. Um, to half an image, yeah. yeah it was dial up and the other half hadn't finished loading. Yes. <laughs> and Ido has he. Yeah, well, he, he actually freaked out when that took place and tried to cover up what he was doing. I was actually more fascinated of, hey, there's a naked woman on your, on your screen. What is that? From there, it kind of, you know, the curiosity grew and uh, started developing TGPs, which, you know, thumbnail gallery posts and generating traffic and stuff like that. And that went on for about six months of generating all of 25 cents a month, not knowing what the hell's going on. Until someone actually approached him, he was the front man for it all. I did a lot of the reviewing of, of uh, the content we were putting on. Um, approached him and offered to buy his traffic. And it was like, well, okay, well, how much is it worth? And at that time, we were getting half a million uniques a day. Yeah. Oh, those were the days. Oh, God, <laughs> days. Yeah, um, it, it kind of stemmed from there. We opened other TGPs up, and uh, our biggest competitor, who is also very well known, the Hun. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. I knew it. Yeah, it was Patrick. Um, you know, basically kept us in check of what we were doing, and and so on and so forth. And then connecting with right companies such as Steve Lightspeed. Yeah. Um, the time what years what is because this is the same year when i got started probably 2005 2006 that 1990 oh, okay 1997 is when the domain was actually brought the first domain and started getting into it uh yeah. 99 was our first trade show in las vegas sure which was at the monte carlo and yeah. and back then it was You know, those were the heydays. It, I think we paid 45 bucks a night for our hotel room and everything was included. Yeah, right. Uh, no paying for a show badge or anything. It was just like, come one, come all. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much how we got into the industry. Yeah, and everybody was just a board nickname back then as well. I mean, you didn't really know too many real names and you certainly right. weren't using your photos to uh, market yourself online. I mean, there was none of that going on. Exactly. So, yeah, there's uh, the initial impact of how I stepped into the industry. Okay, so let me ask you this, uh, Joe, because, uh, you know, you've become very popular over the years, uh, very well liked. Uh, you've always had a nice, healthy supply of clients. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is that it, it's not really a surprise. This is kind of a double standard industry. It's a lot easier to get ahead, I think, as a man in this industry than as a woman when it comes to the business side of things. Uh, but I think you've overcome a lot of hurdles. I mean, any kind of inspiring, I don't know, some inspiring situations that you've, uh, that you've had to deal with that has kind of put you to where you are today and what you've had to do to just kind of rise above? Inspiring situations? Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
being a woman in the industry, it, it is hard. You know, I, I could have definitely sucked and fucked my way to where I am. Um, yeah. But chose not to. And, and it's been a long journey. I mean, you've known me for quite a few years, Jay. Yes. And uh, some of my past history and everything. And when I left, uh, split up with my husband, my ex-husband, I started with nothing all over again. And that's where Kiwi Sourcing was developed. That was a hurdle in and in of itself, having the courage to do it on my own. But by that time, I'd already built so many amazing relationships with people I knew and had gained respect from those people. I was very lucky in the way of I wasn't looked at like I was talent. I was already appreciated for my honesty and had always been helpful to others. And that kind of grew from there. I mean, my biggest thing with Kiwi sourcing when I started was I had already run a lot of advertising campaigns and stuff for the likes of um, Clips for Sale. Uh, you know, lots of other different companies when I worked with Traffic Dude for a very short time. And that all just kind of supplemented and, and helped build Kiwi Sourcing when I left that company of handling campaigns and so on and so forth and knowing what to market and how to market. So the hurdles, I mean, being a woman, yeah, that's a hurdle. But I think 99% of the guys that know me know that I'm actually one of the guys. Yeah, totally. But I will use, I will display the boobage just to, you know, have that uh, focal point and advantage over you all. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But let's jump into uh, Kiwi sourcing then. I mean, that's that's your baby for the last uh, 10 years at least. It'll be 10 years next year. Yeah. yeah, right? What kind of services are you providing through that uh, company? I mean, what is your main focus? Well, originally when I started the company, I had a team in the Philippines and I was actually doing outsourcing and I outsourced to companies like Rabbit's Reviews and other companies like that. So now we are talking about programming and design and stuff yeah. like this. Update, yeah. programming, design, creative writing. I mean, I worked with Mantis and Rabbit's Reviews for uh, several years where I had right. at one time five writers on staff. But I was also very cheap and didn't take much of a cut for any of that. So it became quite the uh, difficult thing to manage when you had to micromanage everything and you're being paid, you know, pennies on the dollar. Uh, I started moving towards the event planning and uh, with my experience in advertising and handling a lot of that. And that just kind of grew from there of me being pretty much a yes girl, like, can you do this? Yes. Can you do that? Mm. Yes. I mean, from, I can't write code, <laughs> but I can definitely manipulate it. I am not a designer, but I can whip things up when necessary. I'm basically a jack of all trades and a master of none. A, a digital potato, as we call it in Norway. Yeah. <laughs> it it <laughs> really is. Um, I mean, I've been told by many of my clients, including Mr. Brad Mitchell, <laughs> that uh, I'm my own worst salesperson. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Because I have a tendency, I'm very blunt, honest, and uh, that's great, but it's terrible when you're trying to sell yourself, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see that. You've done a good, a good work there, and uh, two of the companies that probably most people actually were maybe thinking that you actually worked with, I mean, I feel for you, uh, with, with Joe, and um, of course, Brad Mitchell and uh, Mojo Host was two of the one that you've been very visible with the last years. Yeah. I think I've been working with Mojo Host for like seven years. Yeah. yeah. Um, Phil, for you, I've been with for 
five, and I'm still working with, with both companies. Um, it's just a matter of different projects coming up and when I'm needed and so on and so forth. Uh, and there's been, as we all know, a lot of change going on with the field for you. Mm. Um, so, you know, with change comes different tasks and projects that need to be completed before I can do kind of my part. Yeah. Right. Priorities changes. Yeah. You know, it should also be noted that you got a foothold with your business, you know, right pretty much at the beginning of the recession. So, I mean, you had that going for you as well. Yeah, that definitely helped. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, no, but let's uh, talk about that. Like the last year, we had uh, almost not seen you. I mean, we, we heard you got married. We were all happy for you. And then we didn't see you. It's like, did she get kidnapped? And then she disappeared. I mean, what, what was your plan then? What, what happened? Actually, last year, okay, if we're going back on a 12-month span from now, so we're looking at yeah. August of last year. Yeah, yeah. I, I was... Um, running around like a chicken with its head cut off, uh, mm. you know, preparing for a wedding. And last year I, you know, sold a house and bought a house and I did all of that privately. I don't use realtors, you know, which was a lot to handle. And mm. uh, pretty much overnight became a full-time mom without having to squeeze anything out between my legs. Nice. Congrats. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> clearly my husband's lucky I'm still tight as a nun's cunt. <laughs> 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 oh my god there's our intro for sure <laughs> having you know a child um and what most people haven't realized is this child my stepson is with us full time mm. we have him seven days a week 24 hours a day and honestly i don't know how fucking people do it <laughs> <laughs> you know i i'm very uh particular when it comes to my house and i've had to learn a lot of letting things go Go and understanding that you know a kid's going to make mess and things are always going to be all over the house and you know that was that that's been a lot to process and still is. <laughs> yeah, now I can see that. So with that as well as buying the house and and all of this stuff, I mean I've actually been working a lot more on development stuff rather than events. However, mm. I did do all the Europe shows. You know, I did January. Uh, with uh, XBiz and Internex. I'm doing two of the shows this coming September. I'm doing mm -hmm. uh, Webmaster Access in Amsterdam, and then uh, I'm doing the Prague show, the European Summit, skipping the middle show, <laughs> and uh, celebrating my 40th, actually. And I'm going to Italy with two very good friends that you both know. Girls get away, and we're going to Tuscany. Oh, wow. Toscana. Oh, is that how you say it? <laughs> Yes, you will never get tickets if you're going to say it like that. Well, How are you supposed to say it? Toscana. Toscana. Really? Well, I am going with an Italian, so that's kind of a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> you you have not been sleeping, that's not for sure. sure. You've been hiding under a, a rock or a kiwi or what you guys are calling it. Yeah, I've I've just been focusing my energy on you know private life as well as back end stuff rather than in your face kind of. Guerrilla marketing. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice. It's nice to have that break because I've been going 100 miles per hour up until, you know, a year and a half ago where we moved in together. Yeah. Um, right. And that's kind of where I was like, oh, shit, my priorities have to change. I can't work till midnight anymore. You know? I can see that. Absolutely. Um, and just to assure yeah. our listeners that are known to, you know, see Joe with a glass of vodka in her hand, <laughs> both of her hands. She's still drinking vodka, 
watermelon during our interview just to make that clear that it's still the same joe nothing has changed okay so you've seen a lot of changes over the last 20 years a lot of business models come and go you know i mean what are you thinking about uh what could be next i mean especially like with virtual reality well, I knew that was going to come up. Um, you know, uh, I actually hate opinionating on what I think will happen in the future because, you know right. what, people said this and that and then everything goes to shit. Virtual reality is here to stay. It's just a very expensive technology that um, it's kind of like a lot of people I don't think really grasp how expensive it is to develop and sure. to encourage the end user to purchase these goggles or the, you know, the phone and so on and so forth. I truly believe it's still going to be quite a few years before, you know, every other household has a pair. Right. Um, I mean, shit, I've got two in my closet. I've never used them. Mm, yeah. You know, and that's just because the technology to go with it isn't quite, in my opinion, there yet. I mean, it is. I'm sure there is, you know, fucking Microsoft and whoever is doing these gaming things. They're phenomenal. Yeah, gaming, sure, yeah. But, you know, for adult. I think it's, uh, I don't know, my opinion is it's there, but it's probably not as big uh, of a moneymaker yet because of the technology behind it. Right. But that's just my opinion. You know, there's going to be a lot of different things over the next several years, and, and a lot of it's got to do with, like, legality of uh, accessing adult content and so on and so forth, which is going to tighten things up a bit, I think. Uh, you know, having age verification, I mean, this came about years and years ago when they tried to do the 2257 and all of that. And it's like, well, you know, that's still there, except technology is getting better. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the age verification, I think, is going to be cracked down upon within the next several years, making things a little more difficult as well. It's coming now from the UK. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they are fucking it up. Yeah, well, I mean... Pretty good. It is pretty good. You know what? You can say they are fucking up. But uh, a prime example is um, my brother, who's nine years older than me. He's got a, a stepdaughter who's 12, who um, was sending selfies of herself topless, you know, to Oi. a year old boy. But this is what reality is nowadays. These kids yeah. have way too much access. My stepson, he, he's got no access to anything. I've taken shit away. <laughs> right. Good. Yeah, his little friend from across the street uh, brings his tablet over when they have sleepovers and discovering he's on fucking Snapchat mm. talking with girls. I'm like, whoa, you're 10 years old. You shouldn't, you know, you're not being monitored. So the age verification thing is not necessarily a bad thing. And those who need to use it should. I mean, it, it's like putting parental controls on your TV so your kid doesn't go buying $12 movies. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in my opinion, you know, yeah, it's going to suck because it'll make things tougher, but it'll weed out the, the people who are just bludging. Uh, what's the word you guys call it? Mooching. 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 Yeah. yeah. I think, and uh, potentially bring out the, the quality in surfers who are willing to pay and stuff, hopefully. Yeah. So, yeah, as far as the future, I mean, it's forever developing and changing, and you can't really anticipate much of anything, in my opinion, but that's. <laughs> are you are you doing anything with your company like in strategically moving it into a direction of like helping out customers for different stuff um yeah i am uh, i can't really discuss it working with two different companies yeah and it's nda so yeah but you are definitely moving in the in the right direction and are on top of the projects i'm definitely moving in the right direction being on top of projects hell no uh <laughs> 
right now, you know, I'm, I'm kind of juggling all sorts of things, which includes my personal life. Well, yeah. It finally made a priority. And so, you know, and it's actually funny, like when I went away from my supposed honeymoon recently, as you guys know, um, yeah. I sent an email out to all my clients saying, if you want me, you need to put urgent in capital letters in an email. Otherwise, I'm just going to ignore you for the next two weeks. Yeah. Right. And I was actually really blessed. They all yeah. left me alone. And that's the yeah. first time I've gone 13 days without checking my email. Wow. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's, that's hard. Were you like feeling like you were jonesing for it or were you able to just actually detach? It's like being a crack horn. You're like, I need my fix. I know something's got to be wrong. Someone must need me. And it's like, no, nah, they're fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is scary, but. Well, no, yeah, I, I know, mean, right? Yeah. Well, I, you know what? I tell people all the time everyone's replaceable. Yeah. Everything is replaceable. It's just, you know, relationships are not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it used to be MySpace. Now it's Facebook. It used to be Kmart. Now it's Walmart. You know, there's there's always going to be something to trump the next thing unless you stay ahead of the game. And um, you know, I myself, I pride myself on my honesty and hard work. Like if if someone said they're going to pay me what they pay me and turn around and go, but you're going to clean the toilet. All right, fucking whatever. <laughs> as long as I, yeah. you know, I'm getting paid. I mean that that's a big thing for me is. Um, I do a lot of the hands-on work myself because yeah. I hate having to chase after other people. By the time I chase or train someone or get some, you know, give all the information, I could have already done it twice over myself. Yes. Yeah. But do you see, feel that that is also maybe holding you back from growing it into a 20-person company because not letting go? Yes. Um, right? Yeah, I've had a total of five different assistants in my time. Yeah. And... Uh, Sadly, each and every one of them have failed. And that is because I, I'm the product. Yeah. Yeah. And the reality is, it's me gauging what's more important to me to live life and love it or make a shit ton of money and then realize my life has passed me by. Yeah. Sounds like, if I may be so bold, I think the three of us kind of share that philosophy. I mean, I know I definitely do. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. It's hard to give away something like that. It is. I, you know, I've been blessed in my time to, I mean, when I left my ex-husband, I left everything. Like, literally, we owned yeah. our houses, the cars, the boats, uh, you know, lots of money in the bank. And I walked away with my Jeep and started all over again, slept on a futon couch for two years. And my roommate's like, you got to get a bed. I'm like, no, then I got to fucking move it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was thinking of the big picture of I don't want to collect furniture because I didn't know where I was going to go. Right. Yeah. Um, and then it wasn't, uh, you know, it's been like five years now, I think, five, coming yeah. up five years where, um, you know, I had cancer and dealt with all of that on my own and all of that. And it just kind of makes you put things in perspective of, yeah, it's nice to be able to afford a, a designer handbag. But I'm okay if I got my flip-flops from Walmart. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, no, I, I can see that. As long as my bills are paid and my family's happy, and I'm very thankful right now. My family is very happy. I am yeah. totally dick-whipped with my husband. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's, it's, the feeling is mutual, which is really nice. Like, we can, we just talk shit and we're really good friends. And yeah. as far as raising the child, we have our differences, but... We do it as a unit, which is 
a really nice thing. And life is too short to not have that. So how do you see the, the, the work and family balance at the moment since that's your new priority? I mean, do you still work 12 hours a day or are you now back to like setting boundaries for yourself and um, your customers? Well, no, I actually have uh, one client who I've been with for several years and they're based in Australia. Um, mm. So, you know, my that's schedule right. actually, I'm normally online by 11 a.m. That enables me to hit up Europe, hit up the West Coast and still yeah. be good here and get everything done that I need to in the morning. Yeah. Um, but as far as uh, my Australian client, and I've got two of them now, I actually get on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I will work 11 to 5. And then on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I come back on at 8.30 till about 11. So they're not 12-hour days. I mean, in 12-hour days, when I first started this business, was nothing. You know, I was pulling yeah, seven yeah, yeah. hours, getting, getting up at noon and going back to bed at 11 a.m like going oh shit time just flies yeah yeah so i do have the priorities in that sense of it's a lot more structured the structures come with the fact of i'm having to set structure for a child and you got to practice what you preach so, yeah absolutely yeah and they, and they learn by example so so just so you know and all the people listening out there um, yes, I do drink, but generally it's in a coffee cup, so he has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay page sites and nudaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, rev share, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. No, so yeah, uh, we, we're going to wrap this up soon, but uh, do, do you... You have been, since you've been in this industry and been to a lot of these crazy uh, trade shows that we are having. And as you said in the beginning, they were more crazy back in the days. Tell us some of these crazy industry stories that you have. Okay, one of my first, um, was it AIIA 2000? I can't even remember now. Uh, held in Las Vegas in 1998, I believe okay. it was. It might have been 2000. Pretty sure it was 90, 99. Anyway, um, there was... It's like a welcome to the industry uh, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and back then, if you were a girl, you were a talent. Um, yeah. I went at some party that was going on in, like, a club, and it was just a massive sausage fest. Like, all I could see were guys and flashes going off. And um, I'm like, oh, I, what's going on? And couldn't see. It's like fucking 20 guys deep. And I'm only five foot two, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna sneak on in there and check this all out. Yeah. And I did. I ended up basically by the time I was at the front of the crowd, I was basically on my hands and knees crawling. And <laughs> when I came to the situation, <clears throat> it was like a gigantic. It was almost like the size of four uh, uh, queen mattresses together, and a hundred guys all jerking off onto one girl. Yes, mm. one of those parties. Yeah, but this was my first experience of seeing anything like that, and I'm like right on my hands. <laughs> Jesus, fuck, Christ. Yeah. Um, That's great. Yeah, you look like a fucking 
like she'd been attacked by Slimer, you know, Ghostbusters. Oh. It was just dripping all off of her. Like a glazed donut. <laughs> oh, God, it was so gross. Um, <laughs> so that was my first uh, experience at a trade show. You, know, you cannot expect that at the European Summit in Prague this year. No. We like, can't. no way that will happen. Maybe in We Are, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Those days are so done and behind, it's not even funny. I, you know, if only the public knew that we're yeah. all actually business people and, you know, there's a lot more to it than just the product that we all sell in the big picture. But would you say it's gone for the better? Do you miss it? Do you miss some glazed donuts on the show? Or will it be then, now to see it in in Prague, let's say, then you will be like, I've seen it before, come on. I don't think I miss it. I think it's certainly an experience that, you know, we got to live through that. I mean... That's yeah. right. It's scary. When we all are older, uh, you know, I'm even trying to tell the kid now, it's like, hey, um, yeah, when I was your age, there was no such thing as the fucking internet. Yeah. Right. You know, that, right. that patience with the streaming video on the TV, like, you, you're not dealing with commercials. Yeah. You know, they, it's, it's, it's broken. He'll instantly jump and be like, it's broke. I'm like, dude, it's called hit power and wait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, the, the parties and the giveaways and the money that was made, it's actually kind of cool that I was a part of it because it's something I can tell stories about. I mean, I can tell stories yeah, yeah. about today for crying out loud. I know, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. But I won't. And, and I'm sure it goes both ways. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, Absolutely. It's all a respect thing. We were all in Jamaica at an event and yeah. had someone decide they wanted to um, shave their logo into a goat. Yeah, Ooh. I remember that. Yeah. I'm the one who snapped the picture, but the hotel freaked out and thought that we were going to crucify, uh, what is it, crucify? Yeah, kill the goats. Yeah, right? yeah, we're gonna, yeah. we were going to uh, oh, use it up as a burnt offering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the thing with that is, I was not pleased about that for the reason that, you know, I was the show organizer. And I had to deal yeah. with that crap. And I mean, there was no way that we were going to get invited back next year, but I didn't want to do the damn thing anyway, because all these hotels and vendors were impossible to deal with. I mean, <laughs> Twinkly, you know, Twinkly, D Danielle, like at one point when I was trying to put this show together, I would just be like, can you please make these calls? Can you do this? At this point, I don't care whether it works or not. It was so difficult. But then the show went off well, you know. Really, without much of a hitch. Yeah, so there, there's lots of stories to tell, but it requires a yeah. lot more alcohol. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So hit her up when she's in Amsterdam in Prague. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do some just quick on the spot recordings and get people to say things that'll get them in trouble, and then we'll put together a great 30 minute show on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's time for, for Jay's favorite question. Yeah. Do you have any uh, industry crushes, Joe? And if you're not willing to divulge that, because obviously in your situation, Maybe you might want to throw some names our way of people that were potentially that were instrumental in helping you rise above the fray. Um, well, the crush has always been Shay. I mean, he knows that. Okay. <laughs> cool. From Pussy Cash. But yeah. I, just, I think even half the men in the industry have a crush on Shay. Uh, Definitely. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've never really uh, had a crush on anyone in the biz. As for shout outs, you know, I'm forever blessed. To know and be friends, personal friends with Neil from Clips to Sale and yeah. uh, Abe, um, they definitely gave 
you know, had a lot of faith in me and let me handle a lot of things for them back in the day. Obviously, the likes of Joey Gabra, who was with the Filth U and is now with New Media Services, NMS, yeah. Um, yeah. and handling the SMS tech stuff and all of that. He's a legend. Also married me and my husband. Yeah, that's right. He was a photographer. He was like fucking multitasking like crazy. Yeah, he officiated <laughs> it every day. And then, uh, you know, Brad, of course, from Mojo Host, uh, along with his crew, his staff have always been amazing through my clientele um, that I've brought on board with him. There's just so many people in this industry who are actual, they're genuine and they're good people. You know, you've got Mia from Mobius, you've got uh, Ennis from 2000 Charge, you've got Christy from Segpay. She's yeah. my shit life. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, true. You know, the Shaft, Cam 4, there's Gunner, Cam 4, who used to yeah. be, you know, back in the day uh, with Misty Anderson. She was, yep. God, that girl is hot, even to this day. The Mitch, Netbilling, just fucking, there's so many amazing people in the biz. Um, and, and Jay, you've been all right too, mate. <laughs> oh, thanks. All right. Uh, you you did give me that one bit of advice that one time in San Diego saying, never judge people because you never know who they're going to be. Yeah. And I love yeah, that. Okay. I remembered it to this day. And that's probably like fucking 12, 14, 15 years ago you said that. Yeah. Uh, I had long hair and I was like 20 pounds lighter. <laughs> 12 years. Yeah, that would have been 12 years ago. Exactly. Oh, five. <laughs> when you said it like that. He, he now recalls the date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should leave it at that. I mean, that's a good one. That's a yeah. good. Thank you so much, Joe, for taking part of this episode of Pouring Coffee. Oh, no, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. And for the rest of you guys, we're having out a brand new episode next week for sure. And in the meantime, try to work hard, be good to people, and try not to get lost or killed. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Porn and Coffee. Be sure to check out what's brewing with us every week.